You are now listening to the smooth, mellifluous sounds of Red's Room Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to episode number 26 of the Red's Room Podcast. I'm your host, Red. And I'm your co-host, Jake. And today we are talking about Edgar Casey. As always, our references are in the episode description. Okay, so I'm going to read a little backstory here on Edgar Casey. Edgar Casey uh, has been called the Sleeping Prophet, the father of holistic medicine, and the most documented psychic of the 20th century. For more than 40 years of his adult life, Casey gave psychic readings to thousands of seekers while in an unconscious state, uh, diagnose, diagnosing illnesses and re- Uh, revealing lives lived in the past in prophecies yet to come. But who exactly was Edgar Cayce? Cayce was born on a farm in Hopskinville, Kentucky in 1877, and his psychic abilities began to appear as early as his childhood. He was able to see and talk to his late grandfather's spirit and often played with imaginary friends, whom he said were spirits on the other side. He also displayed an uncanny ability to memorize the pages of a book simply by sleeping on it. These gifts labeled the young Casey as strange, but all Casey really wanted was to help others, especially children. Later in life, Casey would find that he had the ability to put himself into a sleep-like state by lying down on a couch, closing his eyes, and folding his hands over his stomach. In this state of relaxation and meditation, he was able to place his mind in contact with all time and space, the universal consciousness, also known as the superconscious mind. From there, he could respond to questions as broad as, what are the secrets of the universe and what is my purpose in life? Uh, To as specific as, what can I do to help my arthritis and how were the pyramids of Egypt built? His responses to these questions came to be called readings, and their insights offer practical help and advice to individuals even today. He also made prophecies, including the destruction of New York City and California, claimed to be able to recall past lives, and promoted belief in the existence of a great civilization in Atlantis some 12,000 years ago. Many people are surprised to learn that Edgar Casey was a devoted churchgoer and Sunday school teacher. At a young age, Casey vowed to read the Bible for every year of his life, and at the time of his death in 1945, he had accomplished this task. Perhaps the readings said it best. When asked how to become psychic, Casey's advice was to become more spiritual. And also, we referenced in our last episode of him predicting the destruction of New York City and California. That did not happen. He said was going to happen in 1900 AD. Yeah. But uh, I believe there's some evidence of some predictions he made coming true. Definitely. Did you have some of that, Jake? Or Some of his spot? predictions that came true. So, this is a pretty well-known uh, one on all the videos and all the sites I went on. This one was definitely there. So six months before the stock market crash of 1929, Edgar warned his close friends to sell their stocks. And the ones who ignored him eventually went broke. The stock market (laughs) crashed. He supposedly got that one uh, on the money. And later on in 
1931, he also supposedly predicted that the economy would recover in 33. Okay. And he was right. It indeed did recover in 33. I found some other cool predictions about World War II ones. You say predictions? Predictions. My bad there. like a cat prediction? <laughs> no. So this, uh, this one's pretty interesting here. In January 1934, Edgar predicted that Hitler would have full reign over Germany soon. And it ended up becoming true later that August. Hmm. That one, that one's a little sus. I found that one on a YouTube video, but I definitely thought it was cool. Interesting. Uh, let's see another one about here. Edgar also spoke at length about the Dead Sea Scrolls from time to time and the people he, who created them. Yet the Dead Sea Scrolls weren't discovered until 1947, two years after his death. So that was another cool one. And then the That's an interesting one. That is definitely an interesting one. And then the craziest one of the crazier ones too I have is uh on January first, nineteen forty five, Edgar told his wife that he was going to be buried in four days. Three days later he died of a stroke and he was buried the next day. Hmm. So there's like some cool ones there. Pretty cool. I don't know if the stock market one I definitely found everywhere. Some of the World War Two ones. Yeah, I could use him for yeah. some investments right now. I can't completely verify the World War II ones, but if you uh, look in the resources, you can see where I uh, I got those from. Oh, uh, I watched a YouTube video by a guy that he does great content, the Y Files. He uh, he talked about some of them too, so interesting. You can check out his point of view as well. Nice. Yeah, we'll have those linked. Mm -hmm. Um, cool. So some of his predictions came true. Supposedly so, yes. Supposedly. Uh, I like it. I'm going to read another section here. Reported clairvoyance. Until September 1923, Casey's readings were not systematically recorded or preserved. On October 10th, 1922, a Birmingham Post-Herald article quotes Casey as saying that he had given 8,056 readings to date. However, it is known that he gave 13,000 to 14,000 readings after that date. A total of 14,306 readings are available at the ARE Casey headquarters in Virginia Beach and online. Members-only section with background information, correspondence, and follow-up documentation. Other abilities attributed to Casey include astral projection, prophecy, mediumship, access to the Akashic Records, Book of Life, and seeing auras. He also used astrology and dream work in his practice and readings. Casey said that he became interested in learning more about these subjects after he was told about the content of his readings, which he said that he never heard himself. So some of these things supposedly... He gave the reading, um, and when he gave a reading, somebody else would have to record it because he wouldn't know what he was saying. And then afterwards, they would tell him what he said. Oh yeah, because he's in and like that trance-like like state. That, yeah, and he didn't. He didn't even know what some of. He said he didn't even know what some of these were that he was talking. These things that he was talking about. Mm -hmm. um, sorry if I butcher that explanation. I hope you got what I'm saying there. No, we got it. We got um, it. Yeah, interesting. And the Akashic Records, um, have you heard of that term before, Jake? Is it Akashic or Akashic? Uh, I could be butchering it. I, I recall hearing about that, yes. Yeah, that's supposedly like a library of records that you can only reach through like enlightenment. <laughs> Something like that in a nutshell. <laughs> Book of Life, I'm, 
I'm interested in what he means by the book of life. I'm thinking of in Armageddon, it says that you will be judged out of the book of life. Don't know if that's what he's talking about. I know about the game of life. I think these, uh, yeah, I think these other things we've heard. Auras, yeah. astral and projection, prophecy, mediumship. I, I feel like I say it on like every other fucking podcast we do, but the whole idea of enlightenment, it always fucking, it always comes around. And that's definitely what he seems to be pointing to. Right, or or touching on. I don't think he ever claimed to be enlightened. That's just the vibe I get. But he could get this trance-like state, and he was able to kind of help you like an enlightened one? Mm. I don't know. Or read, or read your... Type shit. Yeah. It's uh, interesting. Um, You got anything to touch on that section? No, I don't have a lot. I, I guess I can talk about the origins of how he got that. Give us, supposedly yeah let's get the origins through okay so this is pretty much ripped from the wiki and a couple videos but uh so supposedly when edgar was 11 years old he was in the woods reading the bible when he was abruptly visited by a woman with wings the woman asked him what he wanted in life and you touched on this earlier edgar responded by saying he wanted to help others especially children so uh, we, we get later on here. Edgar is not doing well in school at this time, and when his dad found out of his poor performance, he knocked him to the ground, gave him a good little schmack. And uh, while Edgar was laying on the floor, the woman he talked to in the woods communicated with him again, telling him to lay his head on a school book and go to sleep. When he woke up, he knew everything from the book and can recite the book verbatim. So now, going on, I guess Edgar can literally just sleep on it and get the info that he needs to get. He ends up becoming a great student. And uh, here's another cool one. Later on, Edgar suffered a spinal injury while playing at school, leaving him partially paralyzed. That night, he went to bed and gained knowledge of an herbal remedy to cure his injuries. His parents, with nothing else to do, prepared the cure, and it worked. His spinal injury was gone. <laughs> There's another one like this, too. Uh supposedly a little later on from this he contracted laryngitis doctors were stumped and edgar went to see a hypnotist during the trance edgar came to the conclusion that his laryngitis was caused by psychological paralysis the hypnotist uh recommended him to increase blood flow to the area and that cured him so i guess this is like the origin of edgar becoming like op but uh so at this, how, how do you suggest your own psychological paralysis? Though? <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know. That guess, one's a little I guess sus. That's the origin of the trance-like state. He's like, yeah, yeah. it's in my head. Can yeah, you reprogram my <laughs> own head. Yeah, what? So uh, later on, Edgar's okay. uh, girlfriend or wife at the time convinces Edgar that he has a gift from God. And uh, this is where it leads to him wanting to share it to others. Or the winged woman in the woods. Yeah, exactly. Could have been Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> or I think of like uh, Lilith from Diablo. <laughs> Lilith, You know, yeah. the god of hatred giving this dude info. Uh, I, I do want to say, though, I wish... I want the ability to sleep on a book and know it all. Dude, that would be... We could have the best podcast. You know podcast. how great our podcast would be? <laughs> yeah, we could just... So like, guys, I slept on 6,000 books on this subject <laughs> last night. yeah. It was hard, but I fit them all under my bed. Yeah, now we have all the info you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this goes on. He, he starts helping people out. 
In 1902, a five-year-old had been struggling from a brain injury. Doctors are stumped. With no other options, the parents gained knowledge of Casey, and they brought him to him. And he recommended that it was a simple spinal problem, and they just needed a few back adjustments. And within a few months, the child was good to go. Hmm. So there's like there's cool stories about little things like this. And obviously, take this guy's origin story with a grain of salt. I personally don't fucking know if he was visited by like a translucent winged woman, but maybe he was. They also I'm not gonna say he was or he was not. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Not gonna say either way. He, on the wiki too, but before it gets into this, it talked about apparently he communed with like his disease, his deceased grandfather. So there's like a bunch of weird like psychic elements to this guy and. He definitely captured the attention of others, like you said. What he did, what fourteen thousand readings over his time, or whatever. Yeah, that's insane. That is a ton of content, man. He he's got the catalog that we want, but God, I don't know a, how much he was charging per reading. As far as I know, he didn't charge a penny. Yeah, that makes sense because I saw that he was he looked for donations yeah, to keep going. That was one of the things that kind of gave me a little bit more. I don't know, give a little bit more validity to him is that he wasn't trying to make a buck off of it, which seems like he was mm, really genuine and seems that he like just it. wanted to help people. So that's awesome. I, I like that. I like it too, man. It says a lot about his character. And in I did mention uh the the A R E I have a link to their website in there. There this is still an official website for really? him. Okay. For yeah, the, the there's like an organization actually, around around his. You know, now uh, that I readings. think about it, I actually found some of the shit I got might have actually been from one of their websites. Yeah, they they keep a record of his uh, herbal remedies mm. and the readings, and they follow up on things. So, uh, pretty cool. That is cool pretty one cool. to check out if you mm -hmm. want to know some more. Uh, glad they're out there. So, do you have any more to mention on that before I get in this next section? I think I think this is a good segue to get into what you're what you're gonna go on with here. So this is one of the main reasons I wanted Definitely. to talk about Edgar Casey. Edgar fucking Casey. And that is Atlantis. Because I for one, I will preface preface. You, you pulled a meter. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that Atlantis was real, but I love the stories about Atlantis. It's so like fantastical and just great. I even love the Disney movies on Atlantis. <laughs> I think Atlantis is awesome. Yeah, you're a defender of that of that one you were showing me. I forget. Uh, oh, I showed you Atlantis. I showed you yeah. Treasure Island too. They, yeah, those were yeah. awesome movies. They should do movies like that again. Uh, anyways, so let's get into what Edgar Casey has to say about Atlantis because he has a huge contribution to uh definitely the legends on atlantis and maybe some evidence too yes and by the way if you want a good introduction into atlantis we have an episode on it uh sorry it was before we did video there's no video but uh, the audio is up if you want to get some background knowledge on it feel free to check it out if not stick with us yeah just like it anyways <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so let's get into this According to Casey, Atlantis, located from the Gulf of Mexico to Gibraltar, was destroyed in a final catastrophic event circa 10,000 B.C. He prophesied that a new land would appear in 1968 or 9, off the east coast of North America, the so-called Rising of Atlantis. 
excuse me. It was in fact during that time that the Bimini Road was discovered in the Atlantic Ocean. After all these years, the issue is still being debated by archaeologists and scientists, but the verdict is not out yet, so it may very well be. Edgar Cayce maintained that Atlantis was the first civilization which was technologically superior to even our own. Cayce revealed that the size of Atlantis was equal to that of Europe, including Asia and Europe. He saw visions of this continent of the past which had gone through three major periods of division. The first two occurred around 15,600 BC when the mainland was divided into islands. The three main islands of Atlantis Casey named were Poseida, Og, and Arian. Arian. That's a weird one. Arian. 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 It's not quite. Is that Arian? Yeah, that's that's how you. That's verbatim how you spell it. I don't (laughs) don't like that one. Yeah, I don't like it. But Poseidon and Og. Okay, sure. We'll go with those two. Yeah, (laughs) he claimed that the Atlanteans were well versed in technology that harnessed the power of the quantum world. This included the use of crystals and sound waves for healing, elevators and connecting tunnels that operated by compressed air and steam. Quartz crystal science that was used to mine gold, copper, and silver from the earth. Atlanteans were adept at the use of silicone chips at levels unrivaled in the modern world. The crystal skull, for example, was cut with such infinite precision that no known modern tool could have replicated the job. They were familiar with the amplification power of crystals and laser technology and memory chips. They made extensive use of mass mental telepathy, psychokinesis, uh, kinesis, kinesis? Hmm. and astral projection into fourth dimensional, conscious, dimensional consciousness. Edgar Cayce said the people of Atlantis had constructed giant laser-like crystals for power plants and that these were responsible for the second destruction of the land. Casey blamed the final destruction of Atlantis on the disintegration of their culture on greed and lust. According to Casey, two rival parties fought for control of the Atlanteans in its final days. The children of the law of one wanted to return to a spiritual stewardship of the land based on natural laws. The other group, the sons of Belial, wanted to exploit natural resources for material gain. The chief focus of their conflict was a third class of dull, half-awake subhumans used by the sons of Belial for slave labor. The children of the law of one wanted to enlighten these sub-beings by raising their consciousness. The sons of Belial wanted to keep them in ignorance and exploit them for their own gain. But before the legendary land disappeared under the waves, Casey revealed that there was an exodus of many Atlanteans to ancient Egypt. He attributed the biblical great flood of Noah to be a result of the sinking of the last huge remnants of Atlantis. He also revealed that many uh, that the many Atlanteans that managed to escape and hope to preserve a record of their civilization created two separate archives with all their history and accomplishments so that it could be preserved for poster- posterity. One of these archives was revealed to be buried under one of the Sphinx's paws. 
Okay, so there was a lot to unpack in his uh, telling. Once again, we got the fucking flood. We got the Sphinx. We got Atlantis. He brought up the Crystal Skull for some reason. Is he saying the Crystal Skull was from Atlantis? To me, it seems like it. It kind of seems like it because he says that Atlantis was one of the only previous civilizations that reached a point of like dope technology, like far past what we have. So yeah, because I think it is a mystery how finely machined that thing is. I've heard about it. Isn't there multiple? I think there's multiple crystal skulls. But yeah, um, so he is saying, or he's just using it as evidence that. There was ancient technology that was very, very advanced. And I think this is where he gets into the origins of how the pyramids were built and that they were built by many Atlanteans going to Egypt. Yeah. So they brought uh, their superior knowledge and technologies. To get it done. Very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Didn't you have some stuff on Atlantis? I... uh I had one little thing to add here, and we're going to talk about the Bimini Road, which also one thing I wanted to add where he his idea of Atlantis is off the Gulf. There's many different interpretations of where Atlantis is. In the last episode, I referenced the Rashat, which I believe is in North Africa. There's like different places where people theorize where it's at. I think where he mentions, though, is the main idea. So in mm -hmm. the Atlantic The Rashat is definitely newer idea. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. the... But if you stick with the original legends in the Atlantic Ocean where he's describing is according to the original legend. So in 1938, Edgar said that a portion of temples will be discovered under the sea of what is known as Bimini off the coast of Florida and to expect the rising of Atlantis 30 years later in 68. While we didn't get the rising of Atlantis, what we did get in 68 was the Bimini Road was discovered in the Bahamas. So, and I believe the whole idea of the Bimini Road is that it it's a pathway that leads to Atlantis. Okay. And he claimed that, in, let alone 30 years later, there is Bimini Road right there. And I don't really know if anything super came of it, but it is there. I guess you got to give him that, but mm-hmm. Atlantis did not rise out of the ocean. Hopefully that does happen. Maybe he was just but, off by a hundred years or something, but <laughs> uh, but the Bimini Road is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's arguments that it's um, natural, but uh, <sighs> to me it doesn't look natural. Does it? I don't think it's natural. You know, I guess I'm not smart enough to know or not, but it doesn't fucking look natural. That is for sure. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see more lidar done there mm-hmm. and just what they find. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Get some scuba divers down there with some op tanks. Fucking. You got any more on Atlantis? No, I think you covered about what I I just had that oh, one. I got, I got more parts I want to talk about. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, I want to talk about uh, this section where he talks about uh, their chief, when they were warring at the end, their chief conflict oh, okay, yeah. was a third class of dull, half-awake subhumans used by the sons of Belial for slave labor so there's there's talk on what he's describing as them being like chimeras like they built like engineered their own subhuman hybrids that they used for slave labor i think i thought that was insane that is fucking 
really crazy. And when we did our Atlantis episode, I believe we touched on also there was like greed, like things were too good and people were getting greedy. So mm-hmm. we have the two the the two different factions fighting for each, uh, against each other, and now we have right fucking hybrids getting manufactured. Well, I kind of think of um. There's the Sumerian legends about uh, the Anunnaki coming Anunnaki. to Earth. Okay. Aliens, it says, that in, in the legends, the Anunnaki come down. They're like the gods. And they take uh, the, like, Neanderthal ape-like beings here. Yeah. And then they genetically engineer them to be humans to mine gold for them. Um, this kind of goes to the Zachariah Sitchin Neanderthal um, human slaves um, interpretation, but that sounds to me very similar to what he's saying Atlanteans did. If you maybe substitute Atlantean for Anunnaki or vice versa, it's the same idea. Mm-hmm. They're 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 using these half awakened subhumans, and he said here they were using them to mine too. I just imagine the aliens got them on like Prozac. And like a couple fucking like anxiety oh, medications. If you want to go full tinfoil hat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're keeping them, they're keeping them unenlightened on purpose. Yeah. Which is interesting. I, I thought that was a really, yeah, that was a juicy one. Um, no, I hadn't seen in anyone else on any of their ideas of Atlantis come up with something like that. I haven't, until this Casey shit right here, I haven't heard anything about that either. Yeah, pretty insane. So, uh, and then, yeah, the last thing I wanted to talk about was him talking about that there is records in one of the Sphinx's, under one of the Sphinx's paws. Now, I believe that they have done LIDAR, and there is a chamber. Yeah. There is a chamber below the Sphinx that no one has been in. Mm-hmm. So, it that ties into... Um, uh, what was it? Uh, the emerald tablets supposedly being there? Definitely. Uh, there either there is theories about them being underneath the Sphinx, or one day the Sphinx it will open up, or right. something is something like that. I think I think we need to explore the Sphinx more, dude. I don't. I mean, it, I why isn't there like an exca- excavation team? Like pull that. I guess they don't want to damage any artifact, like. I guess there's definitely two thoughts, but if sure, it was it takes me, a lot of money, politics if it's are involved. me, I'm getting into the the shit under the Sphinx. Like, what the fuck is in there? Especially man? since we know there's a chamber there. Definitely, there's up so many different legends saying that there's something under the Sphinx. Uh, whether it's a, whether it's a hall of records, whether it's at the Atlantean records, whether it is the emerald tablets the philosopher's stone who knows there's so many different legends it makes me think there's something there i don't know which one is Dude, true there's gotta be something dope or there. you know maybe maybe it has the original uh mystery schools you know um documents there records mm-hmm. who knows but let's just see let's just see if there's something there i I would definitely that shit would have been opened and been right. I imagine walking in there, everything like all the walls are like gold plated and like fucking 
gemmed out, just you all think? dope shit. I I, I want to think it looks like that. It's got to. I pictured the stones, but like all the hieroglyphics are glowing green. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> fucking. It, it, no, the walls are coated in element one one five. It's fucking. <laughs> yeah. You know, Red mercury flowing exactly, through there. dude. To- red mercury waterfalls and shit. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, I want to know. I, it, we know there's a chamber. Let's open it up, guys. Get definitely, on it. Definitely open that shit up. Okay. I think so. That's all I got on the Atlantis section. Uh, I like it, man. Some juicy deets and then some big question marks. But mm-hmm. uh, interesting revelations Casey had about Atlantis. So now I'm going to get into the, let's call it the debunking yeah, section. Yeah, the asterisk. Uh, the reception and controversy around Casey. Uh, so this is a series of some multiple things here. So um, first one, Casey advocated uh, pseudo-historical pseudo ideas in his trance readings, such as the existence of Atlantis and the discredited theory of polygenism. Genism. Oh, I'm saying it right. Big words. Anyways, polygenism is the theory of human origins, which posits the view that the human races are of different origins. This view is opposite to the idea of monogenism, which posits a single origin of humanity. Modern scientific views find little merit in any polygenic models due to an increased understanding of speciation in the human context with the monogenic out-of-Africa hypothesis and its variants being the most widely accepted models for human origins. Polygenism is historic, has historically been heavily used in service of white supremacist ideas and practices, denying a common origin between European and non-European peoples. So that's not good. That's a bad mark against Casey there. Uh, in many trance sessions, he reinterpreted the history of life on Earth. One of Casey's controversial theories uh, was polygenism, which I just went, went over. According to Casey, five races, white, black, red, brown, and yellow, were created separately and simultaneously on different parts of Earth. He accepted the existence of aliens in Atlantis, saying that the red race developed in Atlantis and its development was rapid, and believed that soul entities on Earth intermingled with animals to produce things, such as giants, which were as tall as 12 feet. So he's Mm. getting a little out there. It's crazy how this dude's like a devout Christian (laughs) at the same time of all this shit. Well... Biblically, there were giants. Yeah, that's true. But I don't Nephilim. know about the way he's describing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this kind of reminds me um, the the root races of not only Nazism, but of the Theosophists. Um, it was pretty popular back in the, uh, the day. Um, the idea that there were all these separate root races that came together yeah. into our race. And I will say that I... Okay... While some of it is mixed with Nazism, I think there is some. Uh, there were a couple different um, species, other than Neanderthal, that did interbreed oh. and eventually did become us, right? But those those would be subhuman. That was before we were human, right? I feel like it's also the history's wishy washy. 
Like, yeah. it, it's hard to fucking know. I, I know what you're getting at, though. I, I've seen these, those ideas of... I don't know. I, I'm more of with the... Uh, the South Park teacher, his theory of evolution, how like two retard babies just <laughs> fucking got together and made another retard baby. Oh and my God. We just slowly evolved, you know? Okay. <laughs> Maybe you. <No. laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> gotta, gotta patent, gotta have a little evidence for my case, you know? So that's one thing heavily used to discredit him is that his idea on uh, human origins were pretty far off of the scientific. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, understanding of it. Uh, next, next thing here. In his 2003 book, The Skeptic's Dictionary, philosopher and skeptic Robert Todd Carroll wrote, Casey is one of the main people responsible for some of the sillier notions about Atlantis. Carroll cited some of Casey's discredited ideas, including his belief in a giant crystal activated by the sun to harness energy and provide power on Atlantis and his prediction that in 1958 the United States would rediscover a death ray which had been used on Atlantis. Holy fuck, man. Who knows? Maybe they did discover it. I was going to say, his interpretation didn't seem that crazy until I hear those (laughs) two fucking ones right there. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, anytime someone starts throwing around crystals, they get thrown into the woo-woo category. There's definitely... We've all heard. We've all heard about this hey, kind of shit. Supposedly, they were supposed to find a death ray in '58. Did you guys find a death ray, CIA? Did you find one? Let's be honest, though. If they do find it, would they tell us? They're not going to fucking tell us, dude. That, that shit's getting sealed off. No one knows. Right. If anyone sketch around the scene, they're going to be found dead the next day. Hey, but to get with Robert Carroll here. It does what Casey's saying does sound kind of insane. Yeah, that's what I'll I give him that. I definitely. I agree. Uh, here's the next one, Mark, on, on him. During the 1930s, Casey incorrectly predicted that North America would experience existential chaos. Yeah. Los Angeles, San Francisco will be among those that will be destroyed before New York. He also predicted that the second coming of Christ would occur in 1998. Dude, that one was so... I have that literally written down right here. When yeah. I saw that, I was like, the fuck, dude? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's definitely didn't happen. Uh, another one here. Science writers and skeptics say that Casey reported psychic abilities were faked or non-existent. Health experts are critical of his unorthodox treatments, such as his promotion of pseudoscientific dieting and homeopathic remedies, which mm-hmm. they consider quackery. And, uh, I mean, the medical field always thinks that stuff's quackery. I like that. <laughs> I didn't know that word. I had that same thing copied and pasted. I changed that word to whack. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, quackery. quackery. Oh, I guess it's a little bit older word. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, basically it means the same thing. Mm-hmm. It means whack. Uh, next one. Evidence of Casey's reported clairvoyance was derived from newspaper articles, affidavits, anecdotes, testimonials, and books, rather than empirical evidence which can be independently evaluated. Martin Gardner wrote that the verified claims and descriptions from Casey's trances can be traced to ideas in books he had been reading by authors such as Carl Jung, P.D. Carl Jung, and then P.D. Auspikensky and Helena Blavatsky. Uh Name's familiar. Yeah, that's she's the 
the one who invented theosophy. So yep, that's definitely, yep. he had to get his ideas of root races from her. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see. Gardner concluded that Casey's trance readings contain little bits of information gleaned from here and there in the occult literature, uh, spliced with occasional novelties from Casey's unconscious. I I think that is the best explanation just of gonna what's say that probably happened. This is a good way to put it. Uh yeah, it definitely seems like he spliced together some other ideas and just made them his own, unfortunately. Definitely Casey <coughs> has like a theory crafty kind of vibe to him. He's got an interesting way of putting it together, though. Mm-hmm. Um, next one here. Michael Shermer wrote, and why people believe weird things, uneducated beyond the ninth grade, Casey acquired his broad knowledge through voracious reading and from... Uh, from this, he would elaborate tales. According to Shermer, Casey was fantasy-prone from his youth, often talking with angels and receiving visions of his dead grandfather. Yep. Magicians James Randi said Casey was fond of expressions like, I feel that and perhaps qualifying words used to avoid positive declarations, according to investor Joe Nickel. So, yeah. Uh, it's real easy to say I feel this or perhaps when he's making some grand claim to mm-hmm. someone on what they should do. It's like sort of giving him an out. It's like someone calls bullshit. Hey, I was just saying I, ha- I had a feeling, man. Yeah. Like, I didn't say it was for sure. I think of those people who do those readings on people, but they just kind of oh. feel them out. And they're like, I kind of feel like somebody died recently someone that their name starts with a p or a or so, p, and then they and just kind of feel them out to then, where they say yeah, it you and the know it's like jay oh it's like yeah 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 jay jay yeah uh, that was it and mm-hmm. you know like it seems like he's there's some uh you know God. showmanship there in in the way he does it uh, let's see. Next one. Although Casey was never subjected to proper testing, ESP pioneer Joseph B. Ryan of Duke University, who should have been sympathetic to Casey's claims, was unimpressed. A reading that Casey gave for Ryan's daughter was notably inaccurate. Frequently, Casey was even wider off the mark when he provided diagnosis of subjects who had died since the letters requesting the readings were sent. Letter request read sent. So, when he provided someone who died, what? Worded a little weird there. I don't know. Basically, he's saying he's full of crap. Yeah, even that dude who is versed in ESP, he's even like, eh. Yeah, I don't know about you, fella. He's somebody who wants to believe in it and to say no. His readings are very inaccurate. Yeah. Uh, last one I got written here. Uh, science writer Karen Stalzno wrote. The reality is that his cures were hearsay and his treatments were folk remedies that were useless at best and dangerous at worst. Casey wasn't able to cure his own cousin or his own son who died as a baby. Many of Casey's readings took place after the patient had already died. Casey's Association for Research and Enlightenment has also been criticized for promoting pseudoscience. I think that's what he was saying earlier. So when he says someone was going to die, he already knew they were dead. Yeah, I think that's what he was trying to say. So, I guess with all things, take it with a grain of salt. Definitely. I guess if you do fourteen thousand readings, some of them are bound to be true, right? Yeah, you you know you throw so many at the dartboard, eventually you're gonna hit the fucking bullseye. 
Yeah. I always want to leave that little room for doubt for maybe there's some truth there, but uh, I I got to say, personally, I don't think he was psychic. I don't know. How do you feel, Jake? I'm going to have to agree with you, though. I'm going to have to agree with you, for sure. I think he's a, I think he's a bullshitter, but the Bimini, the, the Bimini Road shit was like very because i love atlantis we love atlantis i do love atlantis but he said it was gonna rise yeah, out of the ocean that, that's true. i feel like they were kind of reaching for any justification there. they're like oh but they discovered the bimini they, road yeah, they discovered yeah and it's like yo he said it was gonna rise out of the ocean like atlantis was coming back i feel and like he also said they were gonna find underwater temples which they which they i don't I, really think anything like that was found i don't know i i want to believe that i want to believe it he had some, uh, we'll have it linked down below in our sources. There was this uh, website that was talking about predictions that are yet to come. Which there was okay. a lot of them. And uh, one of them that I thought was cool, he was discuss- He was discussing eventually longer human lifespans, which I feel like all of us can, a lot of people. Okay. And then uh, another one, which I thought was cool, was eventually we will discover the design for a self-fueling perpetual motion machine, which... We've heard a lot of shit about that, the Bob Lazar shit, Element 115. Yeah. But uh, definitely more like, what what is the word I'm looking for? Like, it's like, uh, come on, eventually we're going to figure out shit like that, so. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, eventually we are. But. It'd be more impressive if he gave a more precise data when it would happen. Exactly. He did give, supposedly he had some dope World War II predictions. I can't verify I'm, but I'm definitely gonna have to go with you here. I think he was a, I think he was a BSer. Yeah, but but in, interesting who character. Knows, though? A couple of interesting predictions there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely worth looking into. Mm-hmm. I like uh, his ideas on Atlantis are interesting. Definitely, he had some cool ones. Yeah. Well, I think that's all I got on uh, Edgar Casey. What about you, Jake? I'm tapped, man. I'm tapped. All right, guys. Um, thanks for listening. You know. Uh, drop us a like if you were into it and uh, comment. Uh, let us know how you felt about it. Uh, check out our merch store. And until next time, I'm Red. This is Jake. Thanks for listening. See you.